Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week, we're super excited to have 2022 DP National All-Around Champion, two-time Nastia Cup qualifier, and rising level 10 queen Nina Ballou on the show to talk about everything she's done in her career so far and what lies ahead. We're huge fans of Nina. We know a lot of you guys are too, so we're super excited to share this interview with you. And we also have a few quick updates for you on things that are happening in the gymnastics world and just in the world in general, so stay tuned. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Kathleen R., Amy M., Lucy S., Kevin K., Becca S., Nina L., DFP, Blake B., Elaine E., Rydog, Cookie Master, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., Erica S., Milan W., M., and Derek H., Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon, we will have a link in the show notes down below, as always, so that way you can check it out and learn more about the perks of each tier level. We have lots of exciting interviews coming up, and that's one of the perks is being able to see who the guests are before everybody else knows, and then also be able to submit questions. So if you're already an existing Patreon member, make sure you're checking the app somewhat frequently to stay up to date with who we're having coming on and then of course sending in those questions before we actually do the interviews. But again, we appreciate you all so, so much and we hope that you enjoy this interview with Nina Ballou. I guess to start, we'll go back to the beginning and tell us how did you get started in gymnastics? Well, it's, it's a pretty basic story like everybody else. I was super energetic as a little kid and I needed somewhere to go. <laughs> and that was basically it. And I started at two years old. Okay. Wow. So really, really young. Yeah. At what age did you realize that you were kind of good and that you could actually make it far in the sport? Not too long ago. Honestly, probably sixth grade when I started level 10. So probably like 12 years old. Did you ever consider going the elite route or was that just like never something that you wanted to do? Well, I had started like regular like tops training as a little kid. But as I got older, they stopped the program at our gym. So I think if we still have the program going, I probably would be an elite. Okay. So you really got noticed by a lot of gymnastics fans after your first Nastia Cup appearance in 2021, first time competing on podium and all that, but it was not your first time on TV. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you were on American Ninja Warrior Junior in 2019. So tell us about how that came about. Um, my mom had saw a Facebook post about it and it was between my fifth and sixth grade summer um, and she was like, do you want to do this? You can go out to LA. And I was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and that was basically, I was out there for three days doing interviews like this on set. It was, it was a pretty daunting experience, but I think a good one. <laughs> yeah. So did you have to train for it? Like, how did that work? I did. And I had to get videos as well, because they have to like do like a preview of you before you like do your run. So I would have to like go to my mom's like workout place and do like a few videos there. So, yeah. So what was it like balancing preparing for that, but then also doing high level gymnastics or was it easy in a way because like you're obviously already in good shape? I thought personally that it was easy, but when I got there, I realized I had not done enough <laughs> compared to 
everybody else who's like worked at this their entire life. I had only done this for like a month and was like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but were the other kids that did it, were they athletes too or? They were, but they were like ninja athletes. Okay. Like this their sport, so. <laughs> yeah, so they have like an advantage over you. Yes. Well, we love, you did like your little college salute at the end, iconic. <laughs> Thank you. So like Ashley said, you competed at the Nastia Cup in 2021, but you also competed in the Nastia Cup this year, which is a really big deal because that is, aside from nationals, the most, honestly, I would say maybe even in some cases more prestigious than nationals. It's like, cause you're on TV and it's a really big deal. You've got a lot of eyes on you. So I guess just talk a little bit about that experience and what that was like for you competing in both the Nastia Cups. It was a really great experience. And I honestly wasn't sure I was going to make it this year because I have a super like old birthday for my year, but I'm super young. It was my first year in the senior division mm-hmm. and I was the youngest senior there. So I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but I did. And I was just super grateful for the experience. It was amazing. Obviously in the leotards, best part, the leotards are the best part of getting there and getting the warm-ups on it, they are just gorgeous. I love the leotard this year. It photographs really well. It looked great on TV. It looked great on everybody. I feel like every year the leotards get better and better at the Nastia Cup. Yes. <laughs> what is it like competing on TV and on the podium and, and kind of just on that big stage? It feels very much like an elite competition. Do you like that environment? Because I feel like that would be intimidating for especially a lot of level 10s because they're obviously not used to competing on that stage so were you like in any way intimidated by that scene or were you like I got this (laughs) last year I definitely was because it was my first year but this year I kind of knew what was going on a little bit more like how everything was going to go so I felt a little bit more comfortable in the setting and environment so this year I was definitely like I got this more confidence And and the Nastia Cup is not an easy meet to qualify to. There's only a limited number of qualifiers. So do you, during the regular season, do you try and go to as many qualifiers as you can to make sure that you have a better opportunity of getting that spot? Or is it kind of just like going to one and crossing your fingers and hoping that you make it? (laughs) No, we definitely try to get in about three or four Nastia Cups. Um, We normally kind of try to stay around like the South because I'm from Florida, so we try to stay kind of in Region 8 and stuff, Um, but yeah, we try to get in as many as possible. My coaches sit down with me, and we go through the little list that Nastia sends out, because there's already one right now for next year, so we're already, like, highlighting the ones we want to go to. (laughs) Yeah, love it. Yeah, I love that it's become that competition that everyone aspires to go to. It's, like, on the top of any level 10 gymnast. It's, like, the top of their list. They want to make it to the Nastia Cup. I think it's really cool, and it's a good opportunity, too, for you guys to get more exposure and more eyes on you, because I remember the very first time that I watched you, I was, like, I love this girl because you're such a performer. You have a good energy. So I'm curious, does that come naturally to you? Have you always kind of been that way? Or is it something you've had to work on? Um, I think it's come pretty naturally. I was a dancer. I was a competitive dancer when I was younger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely has helped, especially my floor routines, because I am like a natural dancer. Yeah. And I always say, you know, gymnastics is, we, we are entertainment. Like we are a sport, but we are here to perform. Yeah. So I always keep that in mind when competing. So I take it floor is your favorite event. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dance did you do? Um, 
mostly like jazz and hip hop because I was super young. I was like between like the ages of like four and eight. But yeah. And I love your floor routines too, how you do like the crown on your head. It's become like a staple in your routine. Are you going to bring the crown with you to college when you go off to college? That is the goal. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So you wrapped up this season by winning the all around and floor exercise title at the DP Nationals. You also got second on vault and fourth on bars and beam. First of all, congratulations. And again, super, super impressive because that's only your second time even competing at nationals as a level 10, if I'm not mistaken. What were your goals going into that meet? And then do you feel like now looking back on it, you were able to achieve your goals? Yeah. So my goals were actually to win. you know, normally I like everything, especially for season, I always try to like manifest, like that's a big thing for me. And so on my Instagram, I well, no, it was my Twitter. I had retweeted a quote that a rapper guy had um, quoted, like, I already won. <laughs> like, just, just, like, three days before I had competed. Uh-huh. Just, like, whatever. Um, but, you know, it actually ended up happening. So I always try, like, a few days before, just, like, really, like, get into my mind, like, this is going to happen, you know? Build up confidence and stuff. So, and for goals-wise, I think I definitely met what I wanted to. I definitely want to become a floor national champion, 100%, because it's my favorite event. Yeah. Um, and all around was just kind of like the icing on the cake, you know? Power <laughs> of manifestation is real. <laughs> I'm all about it. I really, truly believe in it. So that makes me really happy. <laughs> we have proof. We have proof that it's real. Right. This is evidence. <laughs> what was that moment like when you realized that you had won? It was kind of crazy. So here, here's what happened. I ended on vault. It was my last event and it was nine o'clock there, but we were in Arizona. So it's a three hour time difference from Florida. So technically like my body was kind of feeling like it was 12 o'clock at night. And so I had done my first vault um, and it was good because I I got second. And normally I just do one vault. And today I was feeling very powerful. And I I told my coach, I was like, I'm ready. Like, let me do the second one. So I go for my second one and I, it was not good. I hyperextended my knees on my landing. Oh no. So it it was kind of crazy. Yeah. I didn't know you hyperextended your knees. Oh gosh. So I found out that I won while I was in like the medical area. Oh, Oh, that's quite the way to win. (laughs) That's wild. See, you just, you have no idea behind the scenes. You just have no idea what's going on. I was thinking you're going to tell this story of like this victorious moment where you're like, you're celebrating. You're like, I was actually like on the medical table. And I was just like, yay, sitting down while icing my knee. <laughs> well, hopefully your knees are okay now. I don't know how long it takes to recover from that. <laughs> yeah, I just got cleared last week. So. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> So a lot of people are really excited to see where you end up for college. Are you willing to share at this point in time, maybe what some of your like top schools are? I am. I am. Um, so I just got back from LSU camp last night. Yeah. Um, so LSU is definitely very high on my list. Family lives there. This was like the fifth camp I've gone to. It's okay. a great camp. Yeah. Um, I would also say UF, uh, just because I live in Florida and I'm also going to UF camp um, in about two weeks. Um, and I would say like third on my list is probably Utah. Okay. So 
what kinds of things are important to you when you're, you know, making some of these decisions about college? Because obviously, like, you want to go to a school that has a good gymnastics program, and you also want to go to a good school academically, but are there any other, like, outside factors that you consider, like, Okay, like, bus, <laughs> like weather, is that important to you? Location, the size of the crowd it meets, um, yeah. the diversity on campus. Is there anything like that that's like super important to you that you consider? Yeah, um, definitely. As you said, weather is huge and also diversity. Diversity is very, they in my book, but I think a really big factor is also crowds. Because as you guys know, floor is kind of like my specialty. Yeah. So if I can get a lot of eyes on me, <laughs> that would be really great. <laughs> yeah, you deserve a massive crowd hyping you up during your routines. That's what you deserve. <laughs> Just watching you like at Nastia Cup and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be like a queen in college. I'm our, I'm so ready. I know you still got like some time, but I'm ready to get you in college. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> So then what are your goals for the future? And this could be like your goals in gymnastics or even just goals in life. What are some things that are on your list of things that you want to do? Um, I mean, for gymnastics wise, definitely make it to my last three Nastia Cups, make it five total. That is a goal for me. And continue winning nationals um, just to kind of keep my legacy, my reputation going, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then for future goals, go to a college of my choice and, you know, become a national champion there, help win the team a national championship. That is so huge for me. Like, that is such a huge goal. And I also have this thing called a Grand Slam Grand Slam, which has never been done before. But I want to <laughs> which is get all tens in a single meet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all four events. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. We like it. We like it. Yeah, that that would be like super iconic. It would. It would. <laughs> man, we're manifesting it. That I think it's been done once before. Yeah, it was a long time ago. There was a, a gymnast from Georgia, Karen Litchie. She did it like in the nineties, I think it was. But it's like oh, wow. super, super like I don't want to say like impossible, but like we just obviously haven't seen it since because it's like really hard to do. <laughs> is possible so we're manifesting that for you right we have it here on the podcast everyone listen up it's gonna happen <laughs> judges if you're listening help her make it happen right yeah <laughs> okay so we have some fun little questions here at the end they're kind of just like get to know you questions that way our listeners can learn more about you so the first one is what are your interests or hobbies outside of the gym um I love reading and writing I work at my local library while I volunteer um, and I also love riding my bike on the weekends and swimming. Those are like, just like little things I like to do. How often do you volunteer at the library? Uh, once a week, every Monday. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So like, what kind of stuff do you do? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> it's fine. I have to like shelve books. It's actually kind of a boring job, but it's nice to be there. It's pretty peaceful, very quiet, but yeah. I just kind of like shelve books and stuff with my friends. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you have a favorite book that you want to recommend to our listeners? I mean, a book series. I absolutely, I'm a huge Twilight fan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Twilight fan. A classic. Yeah. (laughs) What about your favorite social media app? That's, that's pretty hard, but I would say between Instagram and TikTok, those are probably the two I use the most. Okay. What about least favorite? 
least favorite is probably Facebook. I think that's a very like mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of moms and grandmas. Facebook gives mom energy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what are three words that your friends or family would use to describe you? Probably energetic, exciting, and honest. Those are good ones. What about hardest skill to learn? What skill was the hardest for you? Hardest skill to learn was probably my, your tangle one and a half on vault. That's taken me a few years. (laughs) What about scariest? Is there a skill that you were just like terrified of? Still many. I am still very terrified of. You're like, Um, (laughs) also still my, your tangle one and a half. (laughs) And Probably my Jaeger on Mars. <laughs> okay. You're taking one and a half. This is the first season that you competed at, right? My second, actually. Okay. Okay. I knew it was like relatively new for you, but <laughs> you do it so well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and last question. Do you have any fun plans for the summer? Um, I Obviously going to some gym camps. I just went to LSU and I'm going to UF. Um, and then... I have a little like family vacation at the end of July, hopefully going to like a little like um little park, like roller coaster type thing in Ohio, Cedar Point. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've been there. We're yeah. from Michigan, so it's like a four hour drive, I think, yeah. for us. Yeah. I, I, less than that, I would say. Yeah, um, I went to Cedar Point one time and I passed out on the very first roller coaster that I went on. So I hope you have a better experience than me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, see, we're not big ride people. Like, we don't like, see, this is going to be no problem for you. We don't like going upside down. Yeah. You, you have that in the bag. You got that. <laughs> but the people that we went with, they kind of like lied to us. And they told us that this roller coaster was just like pretty straightforward and easy. They like, said it didn't go upside down. So I was like, okay, bet I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I saw the sky within like two seconds. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not going to happen to you. So we're not worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, she has experience like going upside down. You'll be fine. Thanks, guys. You'll you'll have fun for sure. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything else that we didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? You want people to know about you? Nothing much. I'm a pretty open person. Um. Well, you have lots of fans out there. I don't know if you know, but the gymnastics community loves you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) We just want to say thank you again, Nina, so much for taking the time to come join us on our show. We loved talking to you. You're such a joy. And we honestly are just so excited and can't wait to see everything that you do in the future because we know it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much. And you got two big fans right here. Now, we have some really, really, really exciting news that most of you guys are probably already aware of if you're on social media, but we have to talk about it because it's very near and dear to our hearts and something that we were very passionate about starting two years ago. Yeah, so since September 10th of 2020, the University of Alaska Anchorage has been tasked with the duty of trying to raise $888,000 to permanently reinstate 
their gymnastics program. And as of June 22nd, 2022, nearly two years later, they have finally done it. They have officially saved their gymnastics program. We are so, so, so excited. And this is permanently, guys. This yes. isn't just like we're saved for another year and the future is still uncertain. They're permanently reinstated. There's no more fear to be had for Alaska Gymnastics. This is huge. Yeah, it's that was a large amount of money that they had to raise. And it's been something a long time coming, I would say. But... We just want to take a second to thank all of you, um, and especially our Patreon supporters, for helping us be able to contribute to their donation fund. I remember back in 2020, me and Ashley were doing some independent things to raise money, and then we also used some of the money that we received, not some of, actually, the all the money that we used from our Patreon supporters for that month because we had the head coach and some of the gymnasts and the assistant coach from Alaska on our show and during that month this was back in 2020 and I think it was October yeah I think it was. we used all of the patreons we also matched the amount donated we did some fundraising on our own and we were able to raise a thousand dollars to contribute to that which is something that we're really proud of and of course you know every little bit made a huge impact it all added up in the yeah, end yeah and a lot of you guys were a part of that as well so we want to say thank you and we are just so happy with this outcome. I think back then we didn't really know. I mean, it was a very daunting task. That's a lot of money to raise yeah. in a short period of time. And we were hopeful, but again, never like really you know. said, really daunting to have that large, almost nearly a million dollars that you're trying to raise within a relatively short period of time. And, and half of that had to be done in cash within just a year. So obviously yeah. it's been almost two years now, but half of that donation had to be in cash to even secure them for one more year to keep fighting to permanently reinstate them. It's yeah. been a whole process. And this is huge. We are, like we said, so, so excited for the program. And we're also excited to announce that we're going to be having some members of the Alaska Gymnastics team, um, as well as one of the coaches, on the podcast next week to talk about all of this. Yeah, to talk about the journey and what it's been like fighting to save their program. And it just felt fitting given that you know, since the very beginning, we've been supporting Alaska and we've been so invested in the outcome of this since it was announced. And now we want to be able to celebrate with them. And yeah, it's kind of full circle, isn't it? Yeah. So we're super, super happy about this. And I think this just goes to show you how powerful we are as a gymnastics community when we all band together and do what we can, whether it's, you know, sharing their GoFundMe, donating a small amount of money, donating a large amount of money. Just spreading the word on social media. Yeah. Every little bit, I believe in the end, added up and, you know, really helped to save this program and make this outcome what it is. So again, thank you so much to all of you. And we really look forward to sharing our interview with some of the members of the Alaska Gymnastics community with you guys. Because it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. a very special moment, and we're just we're happy to share it all with you guys. So be on the lookout for that next week. But also, this is kind of the perfect segue for something else that we want to mention. This past week, we've been helping to raise awareness for the Bee Foundation, who is honoring the life of a former Pitt gymnast, Mallory Brewer. She graduated from Pitt in 2011 and unfortunately died at the age of 27 after suffering a brain aneurysm and the Bee Foundation is asking that people post photos of themselves doing a headstand or a handstand I guess it kind of just depends on your physical abilities <laughs> um we can do 
neither of those things. Right. So we were just kind of helping to spread the word, tagging some gymnasts. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are more physically able than we are and can do a handstand or headstand. So if you want to get involved in this and help to raise awareness and maybe even contribute to the fundraiser, we want to invite you guys to go ahead and post your photos and use the hashtag HFM2022. And then tag the B Foundation, of course, and they'll kind of get you set up with the fundraiser if you want to be a part of that. So what will happen is as soon as you post your photo and tag them and use the hashtag and all that, they'll send you an invite to participate, I guess, I'm I'm probably not explaining it the best, but to participate in the fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And they'll actually put a link on your page directly to be able to donate to the fundraiser. So you can go to their page and donate if you don't want to do the handstand or anything, you just want to donate. It's on their page. It's also on our Instagram as well. If you go to our page right at the top, there's a link that you can click on that takes you directly to the fundraiser. It shows you how much money you've raised so far and all of that. But they'll send you an invite and you can accept it and it'll show up on your page as well. If you wanna be a part of you know, raising the awareness for it and getting more eyes on it, that's really what it's about. The handstand photo is just kind of to get it more- Spreading. Pe- yeah, just for more people's eyes to see it and hopefully reach people with larger platforms and- Yeah, Lori Hernandez was a part of that. She has shared a video that's on the B Foundation Instagram. Yep, Sage Thompson from Utah also did it and it's on her Instagram as well, so. Yeah, just if it's something that you're interested in being a part of, just helping to raise money to spread awareness. We try and help anybody within the gymnastics community if we can, whether it's, uh, you know, a fan of the sport, um, a former athlete, a current athlete. Um, We do try and use our platform in any way we can to spread awareness for these causes and raise money. And yeah, so they're looking to raise 5,000 and currently at the time of recording this, they're at 2,518 so close yeah there's but if we learned anything from Alaska we can do this anything is possible (laughs) right so this does end in three days I'm not sure if you know there's a possibility that they'll extend it or anything I'm not exactly sure but we just wanted to put it out there in case you guys are interested in participating whether it's posting photos yourselves or just sharing the link to the fundraiser or just donating um whatever you want to do to help we just want to put it out there so you're aware of it and if you're wanting to participate, now is the time to do it because, like we said, I think Wednesday, this Wednesday, so it's Monday, obviously, that this comes out on Wednesday would be the last day that you could actually participate in it. So just wanted to put that out there in the spirit of helping people in need and raising awareness. So also in the show notes down below, we're going to put the GoFundMe link to donate to help a former Michigan gymnast, Rima Zachariah, who was in a bad accident and is currently paralyzed from the waist down and has a very long road ahead of her in terms of recovery. Rima was one of our favorite gymnasts when we first started going to Michigan meets. Um, we got season tickets starting in 2011. Yeah. And Rima was a freshman that year. So she was one of our favorites on the team. And so it's really heartbreaking to learn about what happened and just seeing all the people that Rima has impacted in her life. We were in Michigan's gym the other day talking to Bev and I'm um, just hearing about, you know, how much she's meant to the program and the people that. You know, she went to Michigan and ended up deciding that she wanted to go into physical therapy and she had been so impacted by her time at Michigan and working with the physical trainers there during her time as a gymnast and 
decided that ultimately that was what she wanted to go into as a career and now she's in the situation yeah physical therapy and rehab and all of that is really what's going to be it's going to be what saves her and it's going to be a big part of her future so that's another cause to contribute to if you have the means or you feel compelled um unfortunately there's a lot going on in the world right now that um things kind of feel heavy in a lot of ways whether that's in the gymnastics world or that's in the real world. Um, and we try and keep it real with you guys. We try and, like we said, promote causes within the gymnastics community when we can and contribute when we're able to. And also just be real with you about things that are happening in the real world as well. And, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what was going on in the United States right now. This is a really difficult time for a lot of people with the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, making access to safe abortions in the U.S. illegal. And I believe it's 23 out of 50 states after 49 years of having that be a constitutional right for people who are able to give birth. So it's pretty heavy. It's a lot. And we just wanted to take a second to encourage you all to take care of yourself during this time. Whatever that may look like for you, we give you permission to do it with no shame. Eat an entire half gallon of ice cream if you need to. Take a day off of work for your mental health, a week off work, whatever it is that you feel like you need. And if you're able to do it, please do it. Delete all of your social media so you don't have to see or engage with the stupid <laughs> Republican white males that you went to high school with. Um, that's us, by the ma- way. Maybe that's just us, but whatever it is, um, please just make sure that you're looking after yourself during this time, as well as all the people who you love that will be affected by this decision. It deeply, deeply saddens me that we live in a country where we value a person's right to carry a gun more than we do a woman's right to make choices for her own body and it's easier for a gunman to have access to an elementary school than it is for a woman to have access to a safe abortion if that's what she chooses which is really really fucked up and yes i know this is a gymnastics podcast but at the end of the day this is also our platform that we've built and I feel like it's our responsibility to use this platform for good and to address issues that not only affect us but also our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. The decision of the Supreme Court this past week is going to change a lot of lives and endanger a lot of people who have uteruses, especially the people who are in marginalized communities, people who are poor, and honestly, I fear what is next for our country as it seems that we're taking more steps backward than we are forward Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more at stake right now than just reproductive rights so um we've included some resources down below um we have a link to we won't let go which is a website where you can enter your zip code and find protests in your area if that's something that you're interested in doing and they also have printable templates for signs or you can use them to make shirts if you're not artistically inclined like myself i'm not going to speak for ashley but <laughs> i do not have a single artistic bone in my body so yeah. i rely on stencils and printouts and things like that so relatable And we also have a link to your rights when you're protesting. I think that's something that's really important in this day and age. Um, Just with the climate of this country and everything that goes on politically, um, 
And with the police. Yes. It's just really, really important that if you are going to these events, these protests, that you understand what your rights are. So we do have a link to that down below as well. And again, just want to say that we're thinking of all of you during this time. And um, our DMs are open. Yes. If you guys need someone to talk to. It can feel really, really isolating sometimes. And... There is a community out there of people who are willing to support you, even if you don't feel like you have that in your immediate community, like within like your family and your friends. Um, we want to be those people for you. So our DMs are always open. We're all things gym pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then we also have an email, allthingsgympod at gmail.com. If you just need someone to talk to, and it doesn't have to be gymnastics related things, um, we really care about all of you and we want this podcast to be a safe place for everybody. Um, and of course, you know, we talk about gymnastics and hopefully that can give you some relief from some of the things that are happening in the world, in our worlds personally, um, and the issues that are affecting us. But also we can just be real sometimes and talk about things that are affecting us and things that are really scary and anxiety producing. And sometimes in those situations, it just helps to have some form of community to get you through it and you guys are always here for us so we want to make sure that you know that we're there for you as well and even if it's just a simple message um we're here for you guys and yeah we're very responsive to all our messages and we love hearing from you guys too so even if it's not about this you're always welcome to message us and just talk about whatever's on your mind and we'll be a listening ear so please don't hesitate to reach out to us with that being said, I think we should probably just leave the episode here. Normally, we kind of go into an outro with our upbeat music, but it just doesn't really feel right. It doesn't match the tone of... Right. We have to, like, read the room a little bit, and, like, that's just not the vibe right now. Right. So, I think we're just going to end this episode here. Like we mentioned, we are going to have some members of the Alaska Gymnastics community on our show next week, which we're really excited about. I am so excited. I can't wait. Neither can I. It's going to be super, super exciting. But until then, we hope you guys are doing okay. We hope you're staying safe out there. And again, our DMs are open if you need somebody to talk to. So we're here for you guys. And we will talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.